Liz Sumner, and this is I Always Wanted To, the podcast where I interview people who are doing things that others long to do. What have you always wanted to try? Hi, everyone. I just wanted to sneak in here before the interview and say welcome to new listeners and subscribers. I'm really glad you're here. Thank you very much. If you like what you hear, I hope you share it with your friends and even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be really helpful. I'm also on Patreon if you are really enthusiastic, but mostly I'm just glad you're here. So thanks for listening. My guest today is Shiley Hakimian, your social media Sherpa. She guides individuals and businesses to stay top of mind with their community and referral network using social media. Welcome, Shiley. Thank you so much for having me. What does success in social media mean for, for businesses and for individuals? What, what do most people want to achieve? Well, there's what they want to achieve and what they probably should try to achieve. And I think okay. those are two different things. Oh, tell people- me. People are, I'm sure, Liz, you'll tell me if you've heard this before. I want to go viral, right? I, I hear this. Mm-hmm. like, Oh, get me to go viral. And, and when you go viral, if you don't have a way to capture people, to stay in touch with them, that's just going to be one little scroll on their TikTok channel. They'll forget about you in two minutes. And it means <laughs> nothing. And, and it's like people's goals are like, oh, I want to be really, really big. And like there, there's some value in being really, really big. But if you don't have something that's going to keep pulling them in over and over again, or if you don't have, I'll give you this, if you post a video and it goes viral and you don't have any other content on there that makes them want to come back for more, they're not going to come back for more. If you don't have a way to capture their email, they won't come back for more. If you don't have a way to get them to your website, it doesn't matter. So when I say all of this stuff, I see that a lot of people want that. I'm big. I'm big. I'm this. I'm all of this. But like, that's really hard. And your content has to be fabulous, or you have to be really persistent AF to get there. And I don't, I don't know that many people who are ready to do that. And and I know how much time and energy and heart it takes. Even like you producing the show, it takes so much. So what should they like actually want to be successful on social media that is actually accessible to every single person, but it's seldom realized or taken advantage of, is real relationships that are based on trust and even real world connections is that you don't have to have a million followers, but if you are a super connector here in Chicago and everybody trusts you and you have terrible social media, you are still a connector and you are still great at connecting people. Those are the people that have the best opportunity to get on social media because they already have garnered that trust. And and Liz, some people might be listening to this and be like, I'm at zero. It's the relationships you have and it's the new relationships you make. If people know that you care about them with their, with your content and you like individually give a dang about them, they're going to want to engage with you and continue that conversation. And the content you put out will remind them how amazing you are and what you do for them. Tell me an example of showing that I care about them. What's an example of, of responding in a way that shows I care about somebody versus not, (laughs) not well, I like what you said that you have a, a lot of listeners on here who are like, you know, maybe they're, they're, they've done it the traditional way. So let's think back to like, you host a party at your house. You send them a thank you note. Thanks for coming. Now that they've already gone to the party. Now they remember that the party happened and now they think of you in a positive light because you said something nice to them. 
that same methodology that they already know from their real lives is actually the same thing that works on social media is that you are having almost like a digital party. And when you thank people for participating in your digital party, or you invite them to participate in your party, it makes it a lot easier, makes it more welcoming, is that I think that people are disconnected from the people that they're, they're, they don't, they don't see the connections from their real world as like, like having 50 Facebook followers. It's like, those are 50 people that you know from your real life. And, and you should think about it in the same way. If you're putting out a piece of content is that you're essentially getting on a megaphone and saying, hey, here's my message to you all. And it's the same thing as if you would have got on the phone with all of them and said, hey, I'm going to tell you this message. And I want, I want your people to think about it in the same way is that, that, you know, what would you want to share with 50 of your closest friends and what's going to make it worth their time to pick up that phone? But, but then too, like the thank you notes, it goes the same way. If you thank someone for participating, you know, as a, I studied education in, in, in uh, college, I, I'm still a teacher at heart. And if you give somebody like a positive reinforcement for engaging with your content or, you know, mm -hmm. coming to an event or giving you a gift, they want to do it more because then they know you're going to appreciate them. So that little bit of appreciation can go a really, really long way. And when you think about that in the process of making your content, it'll make everything so much better. If you can make those people happy that are already kind of in your scene, it's a lot easier mm -hmm. to find more people like them who are going to want more of that. But that makes really good sense. Uh, and how about when you don't know the people, when, when you want to know the people, when you're trying to find followers for your band or for your potential clients or something like that, is there a difference in the way you would approach them? So this is a great question. Is there a different way to approach the people that, that are new that we don't know? So I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a sales coach or anything like that. But like when you're trying to sell something, who, I like personally, I hate it when someone comes on, and tries to sell me something off the bat. You know, you want to, you want to build a relationship and I'm sure your listeners know this, you know, this relationships matter. So if you have a stranger, how do you get them to, to build some trust with you? So I have a story. I have been doing a lot of LinkedIn workshops for high school women and college students. And I was in a session and I said, hey, hey, young woman in STEM or wanting to be in tech or whatever, who do you look up to? Who would it be cool if you had a relationship with? And she's like, oh, there's this app uh, that's really cool. And the CEO lady is like amazing. And I want to talk to her. It's called, it's a club, it's an app called House Party. So I said, okay, let's go stalk this woman who is a very big <laughs> deal in your eyes. So in the workshop live, I looked her up wow. on LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> this is what you should do. Like, this is what you could do. I looked her up on LinkedIn and she's kind of popular on there. I was like, it's probably gonna be hard for this young woman to get in touch with her there. I looked her up on Twitter and guess who is super active on Twitter? This lady. Okay. She's posting every day or every few hours or whatever. Maybe it's her assistant. I don't know who's posting, but she's active. And like, she gets five or six likes a day. So I look at this young woman and I tell her like, you know, don't you think if you left her a really nice comment every other day or on a regular basis that she would know who you are and that she would like you? Who do you think, how many young girls are probably doing that? And, and don't you think that would open up a door for you in, in the future? And they like, I, you know, I had a reaction from them and they're like, ah, like Twitter is great for that is that you can get in touch with people and engage with their stuff and they'll see you. And you can honestly do this with any platform is that, you know, if I wanted you to think I was the bee's knees, I could comment on all your posts and, and, and you would be like, wow, Shiley's so nice for engaging with my content. 
And you'll probably look at my profile one more time and it'll build a relationship. I, I just, I mean, I did this yesterday or a couple days ago. I was like, oh, I want to do workshops for like sororities potentially. And I emailed someone from their website or I, tweet, I tweeted at him. And within seconds he replied because not a lot of people get great conversations on Twitter. So he's like, who's this girl? And then we talked and then now he wants me on his podcast. Oh, like, great. Because he had to look at my LinkedIn to be like, who the heck is this woman? And it was enough to shape his perception of me as someone he could trust. So there's a lot of ways uh, that all these tools go, but, but who doesn't love, you know, a little bit of love on their content. That is one of the easiest ways you can get someone to fall in love with you digitally that has never heard of you before. You're making it sound a whole lot more doable and, and reasonable. I, I got on Twitter in 2007 and, wow. uh, and, and never, uh, I mean, in the beginning when it was all fairly new, I spent some time there, but then I, I just dropped it. I mean, I, okay. I still have the account and it, it, some, some posts automatically go there, but I don't spend any time there. What, what kind of habit okay should I have to, to Ooh. nurture my network? Ooh, this is great. So there's a couple questions here. So the habit, habit to nurture your network, I'm writing this down <laughs> and then Twitter stuff. So first and foremost, one of the greatest hacks, I'm going to say this, having the account is great. And the fact that you were on there, like very, very early, amazing, because anybody that you know, that got on after you will probably get a reminder notification. You should follow Liz which is how I have 200 followers on TikTok right now because I joined like four and a half years ago. Oh, I see your reaction. For folks listening, I'm seeing a very big reaction from Liz. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you all to know. So wait, I have that reaction, but I also want to tell you the habit of how to nurture a network, but I want to know what was that reaction? Okay. Was that, I oh, would love to know. <laughs> well, just, just the idea of being, because uh, I'm going to get to it in a minute, but I, I just signed up for Clubhouse. And so I'm <gasps> hoping that, that the same thing will, will happen with, well, people will be told to follow me. So, yes. but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Clubhouse in a minute. Oh, uh, we will. I can talk about that for days too. I'm addicted. But anyway, so uh, that's what it is. If you're early to a platform, you get followers. I have a friend that loves Cora. Like Cora is another really cool platform. We can answer questions. And I got on there like forever ago because someone said we should get on there. Like, I don't know, like 10 years ago or something crazy. And he got on there a few years ago. Now he's addicted and he's written like thousands of answers. He gets hundreds of thousands of views on there, but I had way more followers than him because I joined early. So if I ever down the line decided I'm going to get into my Twitter better, or I'm going to get into my Cora better or my medium, I am now prepared because at least my followers are there. And if I ever decided to commit and that's the biggest thing to commit to that network then I have the people that are already invested and engaged in me so that's one thing that was one question there first the platform great hack the second thing you asked me about is Twitter so I usually I'm not a fan of the go do a million different platforms at once that's very distracting and it might not be fruitful for you with Twitter I say the same thing make the platform leave it be but Twitter is a great way to get in touch with people to find people and to talk to them yeah, I see the reaction there too. Mm -hmm. You can, I've gotten a hold of like the president of K-Swiss. Elon Musk's brother was like liking my tweets. I've gotten in touch with comedians that way. I got someone an autograph that way. That's a whole other story. It's somewhere on my LinkedIn profile. It's adorable. Uh, there's a lot of tools for that. So if anything, I say, make it very clear where you want to direct them on your Twitter. So if you want them to go to your website, tell them, go to your website and make it very obvious and use it to get in touch with people. Having a Twitter strategy is kind of a headache that I, I don't recommend for most people. Depends on who you are um, and you have to love it. <laughs> so that's one thing. How to nurture, a habit to nurture your network is this, is that like first, like I said, committed to a network, 
the second thing is like, if you're trying to promote for a business, which I imagine is what, what might be sparking your curiosity, Liz, or your audiences stuff. Yeah, I think so. Is, is this is first off, like a lot of people don't know what to post. So I would always say, I, I have a, a thing that's like a, a document with like 10 questions. If your content has answered these 10 questions over time, like you're missing an opportunity, which is essentially think of all your FAQs. Think of your origin story. What Think about tips that you give people when you're on sales calls. All of that stuff is great content because it's educating your audience before they've ever told you that they might buy something from you. So that's one thing. The second thing is that your network is the, the thing that matters. I told, like we said earlier, like I'm all about referral network is that there's a ton of people from your world, Liz, that trust you and love and adore what you're doing. So putting information out like those 10 questions to those people where they are, and that's that's great. And I, even better if you happen to like that place of where they are. So for me, like that's LinkedIn and that's where I've chosen to commit my energy to being really, really consistent, which means everybody in my network is gonna see me on a regular basis and be reminded that Shiley knows a lot about social media, which opens up conversations with people who I already know and like me to be like, oh wait, I should ask her if I can work with her. That's, that's a little bit of how I say it is you have to feed them where they are. And a lot of times I'll say, direct them to an email list because those are the most, like your biggest fans are on your email and no algorithm is gonna kill your email list. So I usually say that's a good combination where your people are, feed them with content, get them to your email. It's a little taste of it. There's a lot more to this, but I, I wanted to give you a taste, Liz. Thoughts on this. How do you think your audience is going to react to this? I've had many conversations with people who just, they know they're supposed to be there, but <laughs> they don't know how to, to do it. They don't have the time. They don't know what to say. Sure. It seems so huge. Uh, I'm glad you agree that that not being everywhere is the right way to go. So how does one focus? <laughs> what What's your advice for choosing which platform? That's a great question. Sometimes you'll know, like, I think for a lot of B2B people, like, I'm going to just tell you right now, LinkedIn is great. You should probably do LinkedIn. I would say that. That's one thing. The other thing is that I think a lot of people will 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 sell you services to, to teach you one platform. Like, I will teach you how to be famous on Instagram with video or whatever. They'll teach you like one specific thing. And like the, their strategy probably works, but it doesn't, it's a lot of work for someone to execute on that. And it's not always right for every individual. So I want to make sure that whatever content they're putting out fits their strengths. So for me, I like talking. I like podcasts. You get to have a conversation with someone awesome, but like, I like video too. So there's, there's a piece of it that is, what are you good at? Like, what kind of content are you good at putting out? Like if you're a writer, great use writing. If you're not a writer, like there's people who sell programs that are based on writing and I almost paid for a writing program. Like I actually hate writing. Like, why am I doing this? I should not focus on writing, focus on the things that you're good at. And then where you can put that information out. So LinkedIn happens to do really well with text posts, video posts sometimes do well. It's, you never know what it is. That's one thing. Um, not doing more than you can chew. I think, oh, this is where I was trying to go at is that a lot of coaches will say, okay, you have to post, you know, five days a week on Instagram or five days a week on Facebook. And like, whatever, pro they might be right in a lot of ways, but also you and I both know that so many people, that's a lot of work and they feel like they have to just do it and it's a chore and they hate it. No wonder people hate social media. They think it's a chore. So I always tell people, yeah, maybe there's the best practices there, but the goal is that you want to remind the people that are following you that you are great at what you do. And if that means posting once a week, great. My, I tell people this, they look at me like I'm crazy. I post once a month on LinkedIn. People are, I know I just, Liz made a reaction there for anyone listening here because <laughs> 
people like I like kill it. I'm like, I love LinkedIn, but I have no capacity to do more than that right now. And I probably, I need to hire out and get someone to do it. If I did it every week, I would probably be in a different place, but it's okay. But I've been consistent. I've had friends or social media managers. I just saw one post the other day. She's like, Oh, like, uh, you know, I haven't posted here in a while. And I'm like, you are a social media person. You have to be consistent. So like, it's okay if you're experimenting, but like, I, I, I put something out consistently. And that's the thing that people miss is that you would hate it if your favorite TV show like ended abruptly mid-season with no warning. And that's what people are doing. What a perfect <laughs> metaphor. Yes. Uh, I love that. I love yes. that. I can really relate. Yes. And Liz, you're doing this. You are great examples that you, we were messaging about doing this show and you're like, you know, my next series isn't going to launch till next year. You plan a series. Like that's amazing. Like you think like a producer, right? And I think that's amazing about you. It's like, I'm going to put a set out and then I'm going to put it out consistently. You know, many people are like, oh, I'll do a podcast episode today. I'll do one in two weeks. Oh, I'm kind of busy the next three months. It's like, no, your listeners want to see it. They want to hear it. So whether it's listeners, whether it's followers, they want to see it consistently. So for me, I can manage one post a month right now that is fabulous and it works for me and it's worked for the I've done it for the last two years more than two years now so it's hard but but I stick with it and I don't think most people do that's good that that is that is good advice okay so you said go where your strengths are but do you have um like these are the hot places for this type of business Mm. um interesting I don't, I don't know if I would say this is there's look, there's some platforms. Like if you're doing a Facebook or a LinkedIn business page, it's not the hottest platform. There's certain things that are like really pain in the butt for you to great, get really great at Instagram stories. Like that's a whole other, that's a whole other can of worms that I wouldn't say like is the the easiest thing for someone to do, but it, it depends on what people enjoy. Like it's hard. Cause like, I want them to like the thing. Cause if they hate the thing, they're going to come, you know, they're coming to come to me. Like you're coming, like people don't like to do this, yeah. but like like there's a ton of people who are doing great stuff on TikTok, but am I going to tell all your followers get on TikTok right now? I don't know because most, not everybody wants to get on a video camera and talk, but like I have fallen in love with a mortgage broker on there. I fallen in love with a sump pump cleaner guy, a home inspector guy, a guy that talks about how they preserve onions for six months at a time. These are all very, very weird things that I never knew I would care about before TikTok. Uh, and those people, I think a, a, a good sense of that they must really like making those videos. Yes. If they started today and they did it consistently great, but they'd have to like it and they'd have to like really enjoy that platform. But there is opportunity on there, um, to just answer questions. And I think that's what I said earlier. There's like, if you could answer those 10 questions of like, what are your FAQs? What are your personal stories? Like, why did you start this business? Mm-hmm. Like on any platform, if you release that as a podcast, as SEO blogs, as a LinkedIn post, as a tweet, that information is going to do wonders for you when someone Google you. If you can answer that on any of these platforms, you have a possibility, but you have to drive your audience, your connections, your real life relationships to wherever you're putting that out. That's the key. Okay. So uh, my next question was, yeah, TikTok is really not just for teenage girls. No, uh, no. Tell me what I should know about TikTok because I'm really (laughs) ignorant. Oh, it's fun. So I'll tell you this. When I got on TikTok like some four years ago, like there was like, I don't know, not a lot of old, old, and I say old and by old, I mean like over the age of like 20 is old on TikTok four years ago. And there was like, we were like the old school gang. Like there was nobody else on there. It was just like a handful of us. Like we knew each other. Now it's like a whole other can of worms here. Uh, Yeah. Tons of different ages, tons of different backgrounds because the reality of what TikTok is, it's almost like the TV station you wish 
like Comcast would have made for you. It is like the dream television network that's built around your interests. I'm a, I got, I'm a Middle Eastern Jew and I get Middle Eastern Jewish content, which I've never <laughs> seen at such high levels of quality in my life. And they have figured that out about me somehow with their algorithm. So whatever your interest is, if you invest the you know 100 hours I've invested in being addicted to TikTok, they will figure you out and figure out what you're into and what you didn't know you were into. It's insane. So if someone wants to hear someone who is, you know, a seasoned entrepreneur talk about something, there's an audience, there's potentially an audience for that, or you can bring an audience for that from wherever you are. A lot of times those videos, you can reuse them on other platforms. Not always the most optimized, but it can be reused for other things. So yeah, if you exist and you know people that need you exist, there's a, there's a room for you on there. There's other things. What else do you want to know about TikTok? Because I, I am, I'm unfortunately very addicted. So I have lots of thoughts on this. Okay. So where would you point me? How should I go about it? So what I do to how to, I really, I always love to experiment with content. So not, not that I'm trying very hard on TikTok, but you'll see a lot of experiments on there, which is totally okay. You don't have to be consistent about experiments. Uh, I would say this, just watch stuff, see what people do. The first videos you're going to get are going to be like dancey videos and teenage girls. And it's going to be weird. But like, if you give it a minute or like a few hours or like a few days, like I <laughs> have, unfortunately, it'll know who you are. And then you'll see what other people are doing and get ideas. Uh, so I, I watch a lot of the content that I really love is education-based and it's people teaching me things. Like I know so much more about like real estate now because of TikTok <laughs> that I didn't know before. I know more about the stock market than I ever did before. Like I watch and I'm like, oh, what can I teach people? And a lot of times it's just getting a camera out and saying, here's my one social media tip today. Or here's, you know, here's the one story about how I used to love cruises when I was a kid or like, you know, it's like actual video I made. And, and that's, that's fun. Like just people telling stories or people telling tips, like that's sometimes an easy way to start. But I would say watch what other people do and try to learn and try to copy. Um, look at how they do their hashtags. Some people say five hashtags are great. They're writing a little blurb, uh, play with the features, experiment. It's okay. Okay. You just, you just reminded me of something. I am, I am such a moron about hashtags. Oh, I, I don't, I don't understand hashtags. Please explain hashtags to me. Oh, there's, so there's so much. Uh, I don't know if this conference still exists, but there was a conference that existed called Hashtag Mastery Summit. And they had five different platforms and a bunch of different speakers talking about hashtags and other social media tips for like Pinterest, for Instagram, for LinkedIn, for Facebook. I don't know. Actually, Facebook, I wouldn't use hashtags, but like whatever. Like all these different platforms, TikTok. And it was fantastic, but there's a lot there. So first question is, which platform are you talking about? Because every platform uses hashtags differently. But the moral of the story is that they're a way to connect separate pieces of content around the same theme. That's the basic understanding. Every platform's different. What platforms are you thinking here? Well, let's start with LinkedIn because <laughs> that's your favorite. Love it. <laughs> and, but do you just make up your own hashtag or uh, how do you... There's a lady named Judy Fox who says, make up your own hashtag. And I, I appreciate why she says that because if you can get people to follow your individual hashtag, they will see your content more often, which is her strategy. And that's some way to go. And she has a whole system around that. Um, so some people make their own and you'll hear different coaches say different things. I'm not so worried about it for my clients at this level of where I serve them, but it could be interesting for someone, but that's a whole other rabbit hole. The other thing is with LinkedIn, a lot of people will say like five, six hashtags tops. I've seen people do more, but I would say like, sometimes I even just do three. Usually the first three hashtags also populate in the like SEO of like the 
And I wish I had an SEO person to like, tell me that this is so real in the actual URL. So usually the first three are really, if they're really strong, like can also help get you more eyeballs. But usually I'll say that like six is probably the pushing the limit on how many you want to have in there. The other thing I tell people that they don't realize is, is that you want to find hashtags that people are actually using. And there's not a lot of hashtags that are really used on LinkedIn. So I always type the hashtag in the search bar and see how many people are following it. So it's good if you see at least like 30, 40, 50,000, 100,000, like it's probably not a bad decision to make. Some of them are going to be really big. I would say it's not totally clear, but um, I put a mix in there. As long as there's like a population that's interested in that hashtag, I'll put it out there. So that's a, a great way to find them. So can you give me an example of, uh, of a hashtag that, that you would use in, in one of your posts? Oh man. Uh, I've used hashtag LinkedIn a bunch, hashtag social media. I've done that. Uh, I'll look at my posts. Sometimes I'll talk about video and it's like hashtag video something. And I'm like, okay, let's put that in or like, I'll look. So what I'll do is I'll go through my post before I post it and I'll like, see what words might be hashtags. And I look them all up and then I pick my best ones and I hashtag them right in the, the, the text. So instead of just saying LinkedIn in a sentence, I'll say hashtag LinkedIn, but not everyone does okay. that. Some of them put it at the bottom and that's okay too. There's a lot of hacks with LinkedIn. It's great. It's really funny because LinkedIn was another social medium that I got on in 2007 and, and, Get it. Yes. and it was, it rose and rose and then it died. And, and then apparently from what I hear, it has become much more uh, robust and, and valuable to people now. Um, but yes. I, I got left back in the days when LinkedIn was just uh, a place to put your resume. I mean, it was, it was not useful. So tell me about how wonderful LinkedIn is, is and why. Ooh. Interesting. So LinkedIn, at least for my business, a lot of the people that I want to serve already are popping on there on LinkedIn. So for me, that's why I like it personally. And also too, and this is something that I, I can't trust on this for the future. Organic reach is, is something that we talk about in the social media world is how much attention do they give you and how easy do they give it to you? A lot of times you'll see this with like newer platforms. Like, like if you got on TikTok a couple of years ago, you were going to get a lot of attention for free that, that they were going to just drive people to you. Uh, LinkedIn is kind of still a little bit like that, where you can get in front of people that have never heard of you before. Is that if Liz, you comment on one of my posts, it might tell all your network, hey, Liz commented on Shiley's post. And that's really cool. It means that Liz's people are going to see my stuff. Uh, and that's kind of a nice hack. And also there's a lot of ways to hack the algorithm a little bit is that the more you respond. And like I said, the thank yous that you give to your people, if you thank the people that wrote comments to you, it'll think the post is more popular than it is. Is that going to go away at some point? It probably has. And it's probably already going away. Facebook did this to me in the middle of running my first ever social media account for an organization. And like it changed like kind of a little bit after that. So it was much harder for my content to get seen by new people. They were only going to let 10% of my people see it unless it was like the best content ever. That's something that happens with platforms is that you're not entitled to that attention. And a lot of people get mad. So that LinkedIn has a good one and it has very good eyeballs. It is the highest, this is a nice nugget that I learned. Apparently of all the average incomes of all these social media platforms, LinkedIn is like the average salary is like some $70,000. Everything else is like 40,000 or something. So it's like, there's a lot of money there too. Yeah, there's a lot of fancy eyeballs. Mm -hmm. I, love, I love the expression that you're not entitled to that attention. Tell me no. a little bit more about that. Oof. 
Oh, this is good. I don't know if anyone's asked me that, but that's a good question. I feel like I need to write that down. Like a platform doesn't have to give you those people that, that they don't owe you anything. So everyone's like, oh, I'm so mad. I got shadow banned or like, did it? This is what I hear all the time. Like, oh my God, TikTok isn't showing my videos out to people. Like they were really nice to give you that in the first place. Like, you know, that they have their own business model and they change. Like even with YouTube, like YouTube, it gave people a lot of ad revenue and they changed who was allowed to monetize their channels and people got really mad and their entire livelihoods went away. They can take it away from you. And that's why I'm always like your real relationships in your real world. Those are, those are yours forever. You get to keep those. And your emails that you get from people, you get to keep those. You know, unless they tell you to get unsubscribed, you should let them go, but you get to keep those. They can take that away from you at any, at any time is that they own that platform and they're giving you a tool for free because they're probably, and I think you asked about social dilemma, but they're like getting profits off of your data. So that's what they're there for. They're not there to make your career. You know, they don't owe you that. So that's a big thing. And it's, it's scary. You hear people losing their massive accounts that have literally driven their business and they have to start from zero. And there's, there's no look up customer support for Instagram and Facebook. You're not going to find it very easily. And you're not going to get in touch with someone that you're not their customer. They don't care about you. Your life can be gone. On the internet yeah so let's talk about social dilemma yeah um, what was your reaction and what do you think people should take away from, oh. from first first explain what it is it's interesting social dilemma it's on netflix you could watch it it is a expose of sorts of of how these platforms operate and and how their business models work and a lot more i'm sure you could give more detail i don't think i was as affected as most people were because i've lived on the internet for a long long time uh, I wasn't as shocked or surprised, <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff. Maybe you had a reaction to it. How did you understand that film? Did you get shaken up? I was glad that I don't have children. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, and that that I I know from just because I'm I am the age that I am that I'm not going to be sucked in 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 quite so uh, dangerous a way that they that the film presented, and also. I get value for the information that I give. So I'm, I'm willing to exchange. I, I also like to keep my head in the sand about really bad things. So, so there might be some <laughs> stuff going on that, that I'm just not yeah. aware of. But uh, that, those are my, my reactions. Tell me some of what you've heard or what oh. you're thinking. I want to echo what you just said is that you keep your head in the sand and do all that stuff. You know what? Like, I know that they're selling my data. I know they're probably doing awful things to me, but it's like, what else am I going to do? Like, I love Facebook and they're going to get me one way or another. And they've already gotten me for all I care. The other reality is, is that like, you know, ignorance is bliss is that even like my friends who are like, I'm living off the grid or I deleted my Facebook. I'm like, good for you. I feel like they're still like a hundred steps ahead of us and we won't even know how deep that this goes. And so I'm like, what's the point of trying to pretend like I'm better than anybody by getting off these things? I'm like, they already know. Like, like I think we were asking me earlier about like how the internet has changed since I was a kid. I remember mm-hmm. like bless my school for having like teaching us how to use PowerPoint, like in the early two thousands as like elementary school kids learning how to use Google also like in the early two thousands, like Google was new. They taught us how to use the search engines. I've never learned. I don't think any of my friends know that you could like put symbols and, and to stop certain things from coming up in a search. But I learned that as an early child and Oh man. Uh, so like, what they used to teach about the internet is like if you put a picture up put it with two people so they don't know which one of is you and that was internet safety for us right <laughs> that and that was actually smart right they're like they don't want to find you 
you know, there's 13 year olds posting, you know, like bikini photos, just totally that's their thing. And their parents are fine. Like, you know, you do you, but like posting bikini photos on Instagram and it's like, and you know exactly who they are and they're probably geolocation or something like that. And somebody could find their address. Like we're all out there. Like if somebody wants to find us, it doesn't sound like it's going to be very hard. Yeah. Um, but I don't also know any alternative at this point. Uh, I don't know if we can go backwards. Now I'm worried about my, my parents' generation getting stuck and sucked into something on the internet because I at least had the internet safety training. A lot of like, you know, my mom has it, you know, there's all these people that are ready to like take advantage of you and, and, you know, you know, give, scam you out of your money or whatever. So it's, the world has changed a lot. <laughs> it, it really has. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back to the fun stuff. So, I, yes. So positivity. Um, tell me about clubhouse that was i was thinking you were said positive i'm like oh this might be a good time to talk about clubhouse yes i love it clubhouse kind of in a way like tiktok has brought me connections to people that share interests with me and that's really cool and i love that i made a and i could put this in the i can send this to you for the show notes too i made a 15 minute video for a networking group i'm a part of all about how clubhouse operates because there's so much oh. there yeah <laughs> That'd so that's be great. A cool, yes yes, yes absolutely so Clubhouse, it, it's a great way to find communities of people, first off, really fancy, cool people. Like this is a great sophisticated network on there right now and, and getting into conversation with them. Now, do you want to know a little bit more about like the culture? Because there's a lot of aspects I can talk about. Is there something that's sticking out to you? Because this could be like a three hour conversation and I want to focus it. Tell me the stuff that excites you and that you oh. think is, is particularly noteworthy and see where it takes mm. it. I mean, I did talk to like Perez Hilton the other night. Uh, which was like so random. I was like, do I, re- do I release this video of this conversation? Like, I don't know where else I could like talk to famous. Like there's some famous people that are on there that you could talk to. Damon Johns from Shark Tank is always hanging out on there. Uh, it's a great way to like connect with like fabulous people, like people who run like very big organizations are sometimes hanging on there. Like I talked to a guy that's been working at like Facebook, the company for like five years last night. And I'm just like hanging out with him talking about like, I, I talked about stuff in the Jewish community. So like, we were just talking about it. I'm like, where else can I have an inside connection with someone at Facebook like that? Like, that's so cool. And we were talking about like stuff that was nothing to do with his job. And I'm like, that's cool. The other thing, yeah, there's groups and you can find other groups to join into. Uh, there's a lot of like free content and education on there. Not everyone knows what they're talking about. There's a lot of bad marketers and there's a lot of shysters on there trying to like get you to buy products. Uh, some controversial figures. There's a lot of like community building and drama and there's so much there, but it's, it's a great way to like have a conversation with real people. One thing that I say that I like about Clubhouse is that there's there's big rooms where you can hear someone speak and there's sometimes the moderators are horrible and I, I don't always love that. So I'll go to my explore tab and I'll scroll all the way to the bottom and look for small rooms on purpose so that I know that I can be a part of a conversation. And I've met some of the most insanely cool people on there from all over the world. I always open up the room. I look at everyone's profile and good things happen. So profile, your profile matters on there. Tell them who you are as a person and then you can also sprinkle in some of what you do professionally too. Okay. So I'm getting that probably in all of these uh, media, but, but that particularly in clubhouse that you're just, you're just talking. I mean, you're just yeah. having a conversation with a cool person because you're yeah. a cool person. And, yeah. and it's not, Oh, I'm going to give you my elevator pitch and, and try to find a client. It's more just sort of uh, have a, have a cool conversation. Yeah. 
it is have a cool oh. conversation there's also like there, like last night there was a, a music room where people were like everyone was singing like people would sing a song for on behalf of the group live like that also happens you know there's what also about like, latency how, how, how did oh. how did that work oh there was no late because only one person so it was it was a good oh, thing. oh okay okay so okay. but uh yeah i have a i'm dating someone who absolutely hates that with a passion so he, when, when everyone's like multi-singing it's like the internet is not good for that but it's no but <laughs> it's it's his pain in life but uh <laughs> it is it's like it's so funny how I, I, I mention it and he gets so upset and it's like really funny <laughs> i shouldn't do it anymore but anyway positivity uh being nice to him so, so and there's also comedians who'll do like stand-up comedy sets in there live and it like it is cute and is adorable and it is funny so like you can use it in so many different ways and i think that's really beautiful they even produced i don't know if you saw this i know you had some people on your show previously who did like broadway music musicals or something like that they produced a full like i think it was a lion king or something like a full broadcasted musical that they auditioned people for on clubhouse yeah it, oh, cool. i know it's it's like random but it's brilliant i'm like i don't know how they did that but people did it so anyway there's a lot okay. of creativities but here's the other thing with clubhouse that's that's something that i want to address is that you can have a thousand followers but your follower may have only gone on clubhouse once and then they didn't like it and they never came back so your followers don't necessarily mean something because there's not like a you're not necessarily like messaging them on a regular basis unless they're in a room with you they're not going to get anything from you so that's something to keep in mind that to stay in touch you need to use other platforms so i i usually always look at linkedin profiles and or message them on twitter or whatever to stay in touch that's that's a, that's a, a drawback okay yeah okay that's good to know well i'm absolutely brand new in there and just this afternoon set up my my bio so um, and and learn how to put emojis in uh, because that was not clear um, yes so. you if you want a tip for your audience is you make it and maybe this is what you did you make it in a notes document and then you paste it in it sounds yeah. like you you knew that already that's good i i had to find that out but yeah <laughs> yes learn that I'm glad you're experimenting. There's a lot of fun on there and a lot of good people to meet. So lots of, it's like a live podcast without any organization, which has its drawbacks, but it's like a live podcast. <laughs> um, no, uh, but you're definitely giving me, making me realize that it really is just chatting with somebody and that that's what you need to go in there is to, to, to find interesting people to, to learn about and chat with. And the idea yeah. when you go into a room see who's there look at their profiles because then you have something to talk to them about that too that i mean like if i if we're back in real life world my business card is like that's the exact purpose of my business card it is a bio about me so that we can have a great conversation and find out what we have in common uh there's a lot and i think some people don't do enough there but that's exactly right and you know what like you said you could have a conversation or if you want you can just listen i had a somebody that i know from like the math tutoring world which is a whole other can of worms that I, you know it's something i do in my the back of my my head but like she like saw that I was online and she had followed me because of this other community we're in. And she like listened to a conversation that she is not necessarily directly privy to for like an hour. And then we had a conversation about it on Facebook afterwards. And it was amazing. And I love that, but she just listened for like an hour. And I was like, you can totally do that too. You don't have to always be on, uh, which is kind of nice. And you don't have to put makeup on to do clubhouse. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't wear makeup. That's that much important. Anyway, but, but it is important for a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah. There's a lot there, but I'm glad you're exploring. <laughs> Any other new ones coming up that people should be uh, get their antennas out and, and Oof, be paying attention to? What am I playing with right now? I mean, I joined like one called Haga and one called Likey. I'm not thinking it's going to be something, but like mm -hmm. I've experimented with them. 
it is not a social media platform, but I've used one. This is this is actually very random. This is probably a completely different answer to your question. One called Fabric with a Q at the end that helps you stay in touch with your people, which is almost like a CRM for human relationships. And I've been using it for like a couple months. And every time you talk to someone, you put like a little plus sign on it and it says, oh, you've stayed in touch with them. And it'll remind you who in your real life network you should stay in touch with. I miss talking on the phone with my real friends. So now, but I also think that's a cool thing about Clubhouse is that it tells you when your friends are also bored so that you can now get into a conversation with them, right? I'm like, oh, my friend Sydney's online. He's probably bored too. Let's make a room with him. And it's like, great. So I, I think that's really nice too. I Yeah, there's going to be more to come. I think we're going to see how Twitter has already started to knock off Clubhouse. I want to see how that works. I don't have access to it yet, unfortunately. But one day... Uh, I will hopefully. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I just I always want to remind people like website. Your website does matter. Having all the answers to things that your people would want to know matters. Um, I wouldn't want to neglect that in this process of doing social media. Don't neglect your website. That's where they're going to learn about you. You're literally going to stack the deck with information that makes you look guilty of being the best person for the job that you do. So don't neglect your website. <laughs> And um, you said that you had a couple of productivity tips. Yes. I know you're a productivity person. So I was like, maybe these are new for you. Maybe not, but I'm, I would love to know. Let's see if I got something good for you. Okay. Uh, the first one that I love is called focus mate. Focus mate. Have you heard of this focus mate? Nope. <sighs> I'm going to maybe blow your mind today. So focus mate, it's almost like having a coworker in the room next to you to put that little bit of pressure on you to get the task done. It's accountability from another human being somewhere in the world. So any, at any moment, you can sign up for a Focusmate session, and it's kind of like what Liz and I are doing, which is talking live kind of on a video call. At the first five minutes, we say, I'm going to work on editing my podcast, and then you're going to say, oh, I'm going to write my next email newsletter. And then for the next 50 minutes, you are going to co-work on your task while we're both on video together, and then you finish it, and then it's like, how did you do? I did well. Oh, how did you do? I did well. Great. Let's give positive affirmation to both of us. But I'm telling you, getting on video with someone will light the fire under your bum to get whatever task you didn't know you were going to get done. So Focusmate is one of them. That's nice. Because I, yeah. I, I like the idea of uh, virtual co-working, but I never quite get around to doing it at the times when the groups that I know of uh, are available. Because I got a lot of time zone differences. 24-7 and, uh, on focus nice. and every friday so far for the last few months they've been doing a free public massive zoom call version of it for 20 i think it's like a 24-hour call and they have different people leading it and taking over throughout so that's also great but you get three free okay. sessions a week and it's like five dollars a month otherwise which is such a deal and people are all over the world so it's fun to talk to someone for a few minutes and just say hi and it's, okay. it's also refreshing for that so focus mate amazing and okay. have a great Facebook group. The other one is a little different and it's a guy that I know named Joe Martin. He's here in Chicago. He has something called, this is his website, six week cycles. Essentially he like focuses really hard for six weeks and then he takes like a couple weeks to like recalibrate and prioritize what he wants to do for the next batch of time. And the thing that I love from him is that there's a spreadsheet that he releases every six or eight weeks or whatever that lets you kind of organize your calendar based on tasks so that every day you can reprioritize what your tasks are and move them to different days in a very visually appealing format. And for me, that has been a game changer. And he has this like email coaching thing that he's doing right now, where if you sign up for it, he'll send you like emails to help you be more productive. And it's absolutely like fabulous. I feel like I'm underselling it. Like his thing has literally changed my life the last like six months. 
so it's like, I know what tasks I need to do and I know what tasks I shouldn't do. And I, I know what I need to prioritize and how long it's going to take. And when I'm done, I can reward myself with time off. Okay. So a link to him or to find this information we'll put in the show notes. Yes. Tell me what you do for clients and who should reach out to you. Ooh, that's a great question. So this is what I do with clients is that a lot of folks, the, the people that I best serve are people who have the network, who have people that love and adore them, who potentially could be repeat clients or referral generators for them. They have that, but they don't know, they know they need to do social media, but they don't know how to actually execute on it. And they don't really have a system in place to stay in touch with the people that are most likely to give them the best leads. So I work with them to, to really get those systems in place. So it usually starts with this. It starts with a video review. I like I, you know me, I like stalking, stalking people, I like Googling people to learn more about them because that's what your clients are going to do. You probably did it for me before you talked to me today. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do, I look, look them up online. I see what that people are going to see of them. I look at their websites. I look at their profiles. I look at their different social media accounts, everything. And I give them feedback live on a video recording. And from there we do a two hour kind of deep dive session where I pull out their story. Like I said earlier, there's like the 10 questions I want people to answer so seldom do I see the story of how you got in this. Cause it's usually not like, I like social media for me. It's like, I was bullied and I was teasing the way I learned to make social skills was because of the internet and the tools and all this stuff. So there's a much deeper reason why I love social media. I didn't even tell you today, but there's a lot there and people miss that. So I pull that story out. I'm not a writer, but I give them all the highlights and the bullet points that somebody needs to rewrite for them or themselves. And then from there, I teach them a couple of these skills so that they don't feel lost. on like, how do I navigate clubhouse or how do I hack Instagram hashtag? or, uh, you know, how do I optimize my content for LinkedIn so that it gets boosted to a lot of new people? One of my clients had 15 likes on one of her posts yesterday because I taught her how to do LinkedIn content. And I was like, yeah. So I was like, this is great. When people listen, good things happen. So from there, I work with them and accountability too. Like, like, you know, you do a lot with productivity. Like I do a lot with accountability. Like Shiley's going to check in with you to make sure that you feel good about your goals. And if you find something that is not great for you, doesn't fit your flow. I don't want my clients doing that. I want them to hate social media. I want them to like it and to find a balance that they don't actually hate doing that they can manage with the time that they have allotted to marketing. And that's a big thing. So that's a little taste of the process I take them through. Those are the people that I can for sure absolutely help get more out of the people they know are going to pay the bills for them. That's great. That sounds really valuable. Thank you. So any remarks you want to say in closing? Ooh, yes. So yeah, if they want, if your people want LinkedIn inspiration, I gave my favorite a whole slideshow that I keep adding to of all the best profiles that I've seen all for different reasons for you to get inspired. So that's right on my website at yoursocialmediasherpa.com. You'll see a pop-up. It'll be fabulous. But I also, I always like to end on my favorite social media quote that is literally the epitome of what I believe in social media. And I wish I was the one who wrote this quote because it's so good. And it really applies to life too. But social media is about the people, not about your business. Provide for the people and the people will provide for you. That's good. That is really good. Thank you. This has been really, <laughs> really valuable personally to me and I'm sure to my listeners as well. Oh, so my thanks to Shiley Hakimian. You can find out more about her in the show notes. I invite everyone to tell me what you've always wanted to try. Uh, also, please take a moment to fill out a brief survey so I can find out more about you. You'll find it at lizsumner.com survey. I'm Liz Sumner reminding you to be bold and thanks for listening. Thank you.